My name is Molly McCartney. I'm an intuitive medium, the author of the Amazon best-selling book, Empower Your Wisdom, and the founder of the Empowered Wisdom School. This show was created for women who wish to trust their intuition so they can follow their higher calling and their bliss without fear, doubt, and disempowering relationships holding them back. If you're a spiritual woman with a business or career in any field and a higher calling you've been working towards, and you want to be featured on the show to inspire others with your story, go to empoweredwisdomshow.com. For now, please enjoy today's show, and don't forget to subscribe for daily inspiration from our very special guests. Hello and welcome to the Empowered Wisdom Show. This is your host, Molly McCartney. And today we are focused on talking about um, how important it is to be listening to your intuition and your inner self to follow a calling when you're stuck in work that doesn't suit you. So whether it's a corporate job or a small business job or just, just any job where you find yourself in toxic situations, dysfunctional situations, um, it's, you know, sometimes you're being called to something else. Maybe it's another job. Maybe it's an, uh, an entrepreneurship journey. Um, we have a guest today. Her name is Maria Finch. Um, she is um, from Tetterfield Mosquito Nets and also has founded her own coaching business called Silence the Mind Clock. And she has a beautiful story of kind of departing from that kind of ordinary life into, into doing her own thing. And I think her, her situation and her story is gonna be very inspiring for those who are considering doing something similar. Um, the title of our show today is Silence the Mind Cluck. Very appropriate because that it takes that to, to listen to your intuition. So welcome, Maria. How are you today? Hi, Molly. Thank you so much for having me. I'm thrilled to be here and I'm doing great. How are awesome. you? I'm good. Thank you. I'm still recovering my voice from some laryngitis last oh, week. Oh, dear. Okay. So sorry about the rasp, but otherwise I feel great. I think I sound worse than I feel. So, oh. um, well, and you sound good. You don't sound too, you don't sound too like uh, raspy to me. Good. That's good to know. Awesome. Well, so why don't you tell us a little bit, not only about what you do, but, you know, kind of your journey to leaving that corporate world or that, that job that was, was just no good. It sounds like you really dealt with some of the worst of it in that work. And yeah. tell us about leaving that to do what you do now. Okay. So I was working, I'm, I'm going to be a little bit vague about specifics. Like I'm not going to name names, oh, but sure. I was in a situation where I had a particularly toxic boss, but it was very hard to interpret because the boss would draw me in only to smash me down. And every time I got drawn in, I thought, oh, okay, I figured this out. And now we're on an even keel but I would always get smashed down. And I went through, I was in this job, <clears throat> excuse me, for almost four years. And it took me, you know, so I kept being like, I know I don't like this. I didn't like the way I was treated. The subject matter was really good for me. And a lot of the work I was doing, I really enjoyed. But the way I was treated by this boss and by other people in the organization was not fair to me, was not appropriate, et cetera. And so over time, I kept thinking like, this can't, like, I don't know what else I should try. Because I kept trying to figure out like, what am I doing that's making this happen? And the truth is, I wasn't doing anything. Mm. <laughs> I was simply there. 
And so I was fodder for somebody who was executing their own kind of toxicity. And what happened was I finally got to a point, I'll never forget this. I was driving to work this one morning and I was just like feeling ill. And I was like, I am not doing this anymore. Like, this is not worth it. There is nothing about this that's worth it. And so it took me a little bit of time to, you know, get some ducks in a row. Um, But I, it was to the point that I actually quit without having another job because I recognized that the situation that I was in was harming me enough that getting out of it was much more important than anything else. Mm -hmm. And, and I had a way to make that work financially, at least for a time, et cetera. So it was a really important life lesson that when I would talk to trusted people in my life and I would say, you know, I'm not sure what to do with this, what to do in this situation. And everyone would give me suggestions like, well, have you tried this? Have you tried that? But my intuition was screaming at me the whole time saying, get out, get out. Mm -hmm. And I learned after the fact by talking with very knowledgeable people that that really was the only option. That was really the only way to deal with this particular situation was to get out. So I got to the answer, thank goodness. (laughs) And then once I got to that answer, I was able to take a bit of time and then just really evaluate, okay, how do I feel about this? Um, I had, when I was in graduate school, I had designed my own, um, my own program so that I had done a lot of studies in entrepreneurial business. And I was like, you know what, at my heart, I'm an entrepreneur and now's the time to just go back to that path. I had been on that path earlier and had started a company and September 11th wiped me out. So then it was like, okay, revisit this. And so I just started doing a ton of work about how am I going to make this happen? And that led me to where I am now. I love that. And would you say, I mean, on the entrepreneurship journey, um, you know, because some people are specifically called to do that in life and they they Mm -hmm. may subject themselves to the career path with, you know, being employed by other people, because that's what society tells you to do. Right. right? So do you feel like that was something inside of you that was just calling you the whole time and maybe you were sort of going against it by trying to fall in line or was it more like that was a spiritual challenge that you had to go through to learn, you know, this, this situation is just not going to be right for me. You know, I do think that I had been called to entrepreneurship really from a pretty young age, but societal pressure, whatever made me follow a more traditional path. And at my first attempt at entrepreneurship, because like a big event, like September 11th wiped me out, I had a cultural travel company. Um, You know, there was kind of nothing I could do about that. So then it was like, okay, well, I'm going to get back on this path. And in hindsight, I would say that as awful as that situation was, yeah, I mean, I learned a tremendous amount out of it and it Mm -hmm. gave me incredible opportunities for personal growth, because when you're challenged to that degree, you really have to tune into yourself and you really have to say, I'm not going to listen to what anybody else says, because what other people tend to say is like, they want to put a bandaid on the situation. They want to make the situation better for you instead of reflecting you back to you and saying, you sound miserable, get the hell out. Mm. 
you know? Amen. So, yeah. yeah. So it's really about taking that time to tune in and say, okay, it does not matter what anybody else thinks about this situation because they're not in it. It yeah. only matters what I think. And yeah. so what do I truly think in my core wise self? What is my wise self telling me? <laughs> and let me go from that. That's a perfect point. And, you know, for listeners out there that are struggling, and I know, I know there are plenty of you because not only was I one, you know, Maria was one and it's, it's a specific kind of initiation when, when we hit that point in these toxic job environments. And, and, and here's the thing about toxic job environments. They're not toxic for the, for people who are part of the system in, in that, in which it's happening. Like they don't see it that way. It's just the way things are operating. But when you're highly intuitive, when you have that connection with your inner wise self, and there's no room for those, the ego games that can tend to happen in those, I call it ordinary spaces only because they're more ordinary than say the, the more intuitively led life. Mm-hmm. Um, not as a better or worse thing, right? But I think it's important to know that anybody out there struggling, if you feel like you're beating your head against the wall, because, you know, people just seem to be causing more stress, more drama than is necessary. It's like, that's just the way the world operates when yeah. some, there are these times where, especially if you have the entrepreneur archetype or you're called to a spiritual calling, you have to listen to that inner self that says, please let's try something else. I promise that I will lead you through it. I promise you won't starve on the street. I promise you won't <laughs> fail. And if you do, you can always go back to do what you did before. Mm-hmm. But, but I think it's important for, for anyone out there who's listening to this episode to remember that. So I just wanted to, to stop and plug that, that little, listen to your inner voice, that soft yeah. still voice within you, you know? Yeah, so, absolutely. So why don't you share a little bit about your businesses, what you do now and how it feels to be doing your own thing? Yeah. Okay. So, um, so I started Tetterfield, my mosquito net business almost seven years ago, which I'm really thrilled that it's been that long. Um, and that one, it is a business of love. I have spent a lot of time overseas. I majored in biology as an undergrad. I have a particular fascination with mosquito borne disease And having lived in Africa and Asia and places where mosquito nets are essential for health and safety, it was kind of combining all of this life experience into one thing and enabling me to be creative. So they are my own designs. And um, I do a lot with education about how to protect yourself from mosquito-borne disease. And for anyone listening in the United States, there is mosquito-borne disease in the United States that does truly harm people. So avoiding mosquito bites is a good thing to do. Mm. So that is one business. Silence the mind cluck is some, it is just my, it is my, um, I mean, I am passionate about mosquitoes and being protected from them. And I am also passionate about silencing mind cluck. For anyone who's wondering, yes, mind cluck means exactly what you think it means. <laughs> and I would say that I have spent at least the last 20 years very much paying attention to my own mind cluck and understanding where does it come from and how do I make it stop? And what do I learn from it? What are the gifts of it? How does it push me to grow and develop as a person? I think there's so much more to mind cluck than just like, oh my gosh, I'm my brain is driving me crazy. And silencing mind cluck, I think of happens in layers. 
So I think there are surface layers that say you're in a meeting and you have to perform and your mind is clucking at you. There are exercises you can do to quiet that mind in that moment. And then you can find that a similar kind of mind cluck keeps coming back around to you, no matter how much you silence it. And then we're talking about getting to deeper layers. And that is my specialty, is understanding those deeper layers, guiding people to figure out what they are, understand the healing that needs to happen in order to silence that. Mm -hmm. And then also understanding how you connect with your inner intelligence so that when that kind of mind click comes back up, you're able to identify it and say, oh, yep, I know exactly what that is. And I know exactly how I'm going to soothe myself in this situation and turn that off. And that's what I do in my coaching practice. I love that. Well, to me, it's very similar. I see some similarities between the mosquito uh, thing because, you know, it's, it's like, it's said that even flies and mosquitoes and things like that on a shamanic level represent those busy, busy uh, thoughts, busy, busy, yeah, busy, right? Yeah. And then of course, when the mosquitoes get you that irritation of, you know, now I'm sure. totally distracted, I'm itchy and I'm uncomfortable and, yeah. and it puts you out of that sense of stillness. So uh -huh. there's a lot of, you know, intuitive connection there, um, but it makes total sense. And, and it's something absolutely that I teach as well in different, you know, I would put it in different words, but that's what we're sure. all doing. Kind of getting to the place of finding that inner stillness, because when, yes. when the, the mind clock is silenced, when, when the, the thoughts are, are not quiet, we can't stop them, but when we change the, what we're focused on, our well being just rises to the top. You know, it just, yeah. it just is. It's like a cork that just bobs to the surface. So I love that you do this work. And, you know, just like all of us, you're human as well. So, yes. what would you say? You know, you mentioned earlier that some of your challenges with um, saying no are still there. Um, you know, how uh -huh. does that show up for you in your, in your personal life, in your business, um, in terms of maybe when you might? be going with the mind cluck instead of the silence and the stillness. Oh yeah. You know, so I had a lot of mind cluck in the last few weeks. I got particularly challenged, which at the time it's really frustrating. And then once you get through it, you go, oh, you know, that was my wise self pointing things out like, Hey, need your attention, need your attention. Let's recenter here. So, uh, Going to the specific examples you gave, saying no, I think saying no can be a challenge for so many people. And one of the things that I keep reminding myself of is that if I say yes and it costs something, then I'm not serving anybody well. So I'm not serving whoever I'm with well because I might not be fully present or I might be too tired to enjoy something. And I'm not serving myself well because I might be resentful. I might be aggravated. I might be tired. I might get, you know, do something and then get home and think like, oh my gosh, why did I do that? And then I'm in a bad mood for a day or something like that. Like none of that is worth it. And I think getting good at being gracious at saying no and being like, oh, you know, thank you so much for thinking of me. Unfortunately, that isn't going to work for me this time. Mm -hmm. You know, you can do this in gentle ways and people are usually pretty amenable to that, but when they're not, it presents another opportunity because it's like, okay, if somebody's really pushing against your no, it's probably about them 
it's probably not about you at all. And if you can let them have their own angst, you're better off. Yeah, that's absolutely true. And, and that's something, you know, as you know, Maria, from going through the process of coming to the show that I, I really focus on that dirty word codependency, which is like, I can't be happy unless you're happy, yeah. or I want to be the, the nice person in the world that, that creates opportunities for others or makes them feel good or does what they, you know, what they want. So we ride other people's trains and it, there's a spectrum of, you know, how severe that can be, but it does start with the, this, that social people pleasing. It's like, well, you should be, mm -hmm. say yes, because it's polite, you know? Right. <laughs> and it's right. like that old training then leads people to then potentially spending a whole life, not doing anything that their soul wants them to do because they're doing yeah. what they think they're supposed to do. So I think there's, there's important to know that there's levels and anyone listening out there that, that is going like perking up their ears at this, it's, you know, asking yourself, well, where do I do that? And in some way, sometimes it is, it's appropriate, absolutely sure. appropriate. Yeah. Um, and I think it's important to know where our boundary is with that in terms of how we budget our time and how we maybe do something that is a little more in someone else's interest than ours. And then when it goes to where we're actually betraying ourselves by saying yes. Mm -hmm. And knowing where that line is, is different for everybody. So, and it can be different in every situation. Yeah. In every situation. Absolutely. And that's yeah. where the intuition comes in. Yes. <laughs> that little, that little voice is going to tell you, even if it doesn't make sense to your mind, where that line is for yourself. And you, yeah, yeah. You also oh, I'm so sorry. Yeah. Oh, I was also just going to say that sometimes when someone's giving you a no, like when someone's pushing back on your no, that can make your mind click go crazy because mm. you can be like, oh, they're pushing back on this because they're going to think me this about me or whatever. And most likely they're not thinking about you at all. Yeah. So it's no, like letting that true. go. Yeah. I've noticed something really cool in some of my um, friendships, my, well, it's, you know, in any relationship, but definitely my female friendships and even ones that I've had for decades, you know, long-term relationships that luckily the ones that I'm still in contact with, um, you know, have done a lot of their own inner work. And whereas maybe when we were in our twenties, if a no was like, oh, come on, what's wrong? Why don't you come to the party or do this for me or blah, blah, blah. It's yeah. like, no, we understand that self-care is so important that we yeah. actually don't want our girlfriends to, to then come just for us because we know that it doesn't feel good. And we don't want to make yeah. the other feel the way we wouldn't want to feel. So it actually has strengthened the relationship to, re to, to respond to that no in a different way. Um, and so it's not like this ob obligation, you know, friendship based on obligation. That is such a good point. And, and I want to take it a step further and say, if you're in a position where somebody's saying, oh, I'm sorry, I can't do this. And you find yourself pushing them instead, maybe take them at face value. If they say, you know what, I'm too tired. This isn't going to fit. Don't take it personally mm -hmm. and respect that that person's paying attention to the energy that they have and let them do it and, yeah. and support them in that and say, Oh, you know, I'm sorry that won't work out, but next time. And, mm -hmm. you know, do you need anything? Like, can I help you? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I think there's, there's a beauty in that and supporting that space, especially, especially women. I always say our, my show is women-based and, and, and mm -hmm. even the program I, I work with is also women-based. So I know men have their struggles with it as well, but for the purposes of our listeners, 
it's really important to know we're changing like, you know, generations of social training of training of how women are supposed to be and the selflessness um, that's supposed to be there and to be like dubbed a a good person or good hearted person. Mm -hmm. And I think it's just so important to, you know, reiterate that you can have an open, compassionate heart and be an amazing kind person with really great boundaries. And that means you're going to have more energy to serve others in ways that are more important than just those little ways that can drain you all the time. Absolutely. And, and you mentioned too, and this is something I used to deal with actually, that sometimes that you, 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 gets, you want to share your knowledge. You want to maybe, I don't know if it's like solving problems for people or, Hey, I've got a great idea. I I think this is what's going on for you. Um, tell me how that shows up for you, because I know a lot of my like Uber intuitive clients struggle with that too. And they're like, I don't know how to keep my mouth shut. I don't know. (laughs) Yeah. What does that, what happens for you? Yeah. You know, this is really interesting. So this is something that I've been much more focused on in the last couple of years. And what I've recognized is that, I have a special ability to see ahead. So somebody describes a situation and I can see ahead. I can see all Mm -hmm. kinds of potential possibilities. So these could be good possibilities or bad possibilities. And what what I used to do was offer them. And then I would often get pushback on that. And Sometimes it was very negative pushback where, you know, my only intention was to be helpful. Mm -hmm. But then I started to learn that not everybody has that ability to see all of those options. And when you come in and provide them, people get overwhelmed because they can't, their brain doesn't work that way. And so instead they're just like, whoa, Mm -hmm. like back up. What are you trying to do? And so, so now I, I make it a conscious practice and I have to consciously think about this because it's so easy for me to see options that I have to consciously go, okay, so, uh, what am I going to ask? You know? And then it's like, oh, that's so interesting that you're thinking about going down this path, you know, whatever that might be. Mm -hmm. And I might say, huh, have you thought about and offer just one idea? Yeah. And see what they do. And sometimes people will be like, no, I hadn't. Like, what other ideas do you have? Or they might be, yeah, I thought about it. And then we can talk about it. Or they might be, nope, I can't even think about anything. But by asking a question, instead of making an offer, you, you give them the opportunity to kind of tell you where they're at. And also you don't set yourself up to be a scapegoat. <laughs> Well, Which, yeah, yeah. <laughs> that's a yeah. good point. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I think you have a wonderful point there too. Yeah. The scapegoat go part as well. So you're not taking that on and that happens in codependent relationships a lot. Well, you told me I tried it because you said, and now it's not working and da, da, da. And then you get tied up in this like drama. That's not even necessary. But I, I think, as I mentioned, you know, intuition, like those who have a very strong intuition, we all have it for ourselves, mm-hmm. but it's, it's a certain kind of emotional intelligence. It is spiritual as well. Mm-hmm. But mm-hmm. I think the way that it comes out, especially if you are giving coaching readings, um, any kind of, you know, claircognizance or clairvoyance, it tends to be like, okay, I can see how to put all of this vision together to make sense of it in reality. So it's a certain, it is, it is kind of a woo woo magical thing, but it's also mm-hmm. an emotional intelligence. Mm-hmm. So it's a different kind of intelligence than maybe someone else works with. And I think that's a great point. Mm-hmm. But the other thing is, um, you know, on a more spiritual level, we all have those journeys 
that we must go on these karmic lessons sure. we must learn. And, mm-hmm. and as, as intuitive people, we are here and wired to help clear the way, you know, mm-hmm. here, let's give, I, I've got some clarity for you here. Try this. This is, I can see like all the different paths and this is the one that's going to do it for you. Or this is why this stuff keeps happening to you. Make a mm-hmm. different choice. However, if someone doesn't want that yet, doesn't want the clarity yeah. or hasn't really asked from their soul level, it's only because they're going through those motions to make those mistakes because they have those lessons to learn kind of similar mm-hmm. to you and I both and our old corporate world, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, and, and I actually want to backtrack on that because that was something I realized in the final years of my 10 year career, um, mm-hmm. in, in an industry I'd never, <laughs> never thought I would be in, but it was like, Hey, I'm here to learn interpersonal stuff, courage. I'm here to learn to speak up. And I'm here to be intuitive in a very non-intuitive environment and, and like honor myself for that. Mm-hmm. So I think there's, there's something to that, that goes along with that. So p- we don't want to cheat people out of those kinds of lessons by clearing the way before it's time for them. Right. Yeah. Well, and the truth is, I don't actually think you can cheat anybody out of anything. I think that right. when you make the offer at the wrong moment, yeah. it's just going to blow up in your it's face. It's just going to be uncomfortable. You're and right. So, yeah. yeah. So it's yeah. much better to just ask the question. And if somebody says, no, I, I don't want to think about that, then you just say, okay. Yeah. And you, and you let it go and you yes. don't worry about it because it doesn't mean anything other than that's not where they're at right now. And that's fine. Absolutely. Well, it, it sounds like you are well on track with things, but as with all my guests, I like to offer a quick intuitive reading at the end of the show. Are you open to Great. that? Yeah, sure. Awesome. So we'll just take a look at that, you know, saying no, and then speaking up those little mini challenges that you're facing at this time. It sounds like, and it, well, it looks like to me in the cards that you are very much in a place of deepening your inner witness and, and really starting to see life from well, not just starting, but deepening the way that you see life through that inner witness. And that is the stillness of observing, you know, just being an observer, Mm -hmm. um, Mm -hmm. you have intentions and I feel like it's, you know, in terms of you're highly intentional and directed, um, it's going to be important for you in the next year or so to, to aim your arrow, um, based on what your intuition tells you to do for your life and just trust that spirit's going to carry it wherever it needs to go. And in any way that other people are, are not aiming their arrows, I feel like it's almost like honor the fact that you're a very intentional being and they may not be, and, and let yourself be drawn down the river a bit farther and where you may mm-hmm. feel like you're leaving people behind a little bit, but they will, they will just celebrate you as you go down that river or you, you know, graduate to a new level or whatever you want to call it, but you're not, you're not leaving them behind. It's simply you're, you're going on your own journey, if that makes sense. Mm-hmm. Yeah. So, so you're coming out of a time of kind of, I do see a little bit of stuckness. Um, you mentioned slightly before the show that, you know, some, some things have been challenging lately. I know we've both had colds and things like that, but whatever else has been going on. Um, it's about, it, it's, it was about gaining more confidence. So whatever your, your, your recent challenges with this are, it's simply trusting yourself and knowing yourself to be a powerful being, despite those reactions around you. And as you're moving into this time of initiation to go to this next level, there is a sense of not wanting to give yourself and your energy away for free anymore um, to really open to receiving, if that makes sense. So Mm -hmm. wherever you feel like you're giving away too freely, you, you're now being invited to just 
just stop that. <laughs> and, and <dem> <laughs> that sounds good. <laughs> yeah. Demand that you not demand, but just come command, I think is a, a, a higher vibrational word. Like I command the, re the respect that I deserve, but also the honor. So I'm going to honor myself before kind of giving my way, myself away to lower vibrational stuff, which is, mm. which is the little dramas like, Oh, you've got some sure. stress in your life because of choices you've made but that's actually not my job to figure out. So I'm not even going to give it headspace. Yeah. I'll, I'll yeah. say a prayer for you. I will send energy to you, but that's, that's it. Unless you ask me directly, I'm not going to try to figure it out for you. Yeah. I like that. And, and so current environment is all about getting grounded and balanced um, and kind of reformulating your path. I don't see a lot of huge changes in your trajectory. It's just about getting deep, more deeply grounded and what you're doing and, and what you want to have happen. And also speaking your truth on a broader scale. I feel like this has to do more with your work and the way you broadcast mm -hmm. yourself, um, mm -hmm. trust in your spiritual maturity, trust in that, those deeper wisdoms that are, that are arising in you or that have al always been there. Even if some people don't understand how you mm -hmm. are phrasing it, it's going to be important for you, for you and your own spiritual health to get it out. But you're going to find mm -hmm. that your confidence again, um, comes up and heals some part of your inner child that is, is concerned with either disappointing others or being misunderstood. Um, you know, does that make sense? It does. Yeah. I mean, I'm finding this very fascinating based on inner work that I've done in the last couple of weeks. Cause mm -hmm. I'm like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. Good. I love, I love to hear that. It's just, yeah. it's lining up. It's that validation, right? Yeah. So, so hopes and fears here is simply trusting that your higher self really is real. Like it is, you know, it's real, but I mean, like, you know, we go through those, those cycles of like, okay, well, we got the human stuff to do, uh, but yeah, yeah, totally between, yeah, the human path mm -hmm. and the higher self path, but it's, a, it's time to get just fully complete. Like, nope, this is the life I live. This is the direction I'm going because if I keep giving my energy to things that don't give back to me and that part of my path, I'm just going to be, I'm just going to continue to come around to the same old patterns. And so until I just say no more, I'm not doing that anymore. And you kind of unleash yourself to, to do your own thing. Um, and there's a big change coming up for you in the next year of shedding an old identity. And I feel like that is possibly an identity of keeping some of these more negative vibes closer to you, um, mm. for comfort or for their comfort. And, and maybe the path something you're wanting to do is going to have you feel kind of alone on the journey, but you have the skills to go around your obstacles and you're going to feel so free when you do it. Um, it's really the scariest part is shedding the old identity. So I feel like spirit mm -hmm. saying you have what it takes to do that next thing, to become that next version of yourself, but just get comfortable with the idea of letting go. That'll <laughs> be the best thing you can do right now. Okay. All right. That's really cool. Yeah. Awesome. Well, I love hearing <laughs> that. I hope that was helpful and always love sharing, sharing the intuition on the show. I'm going to take a sip of water real quick. Yeah, of course. You know, I, I truly found all of that fascinating because it does, I, I do very deep inner work and it lines up with pretty much everything that I'm working on. So that's awesome. Oh, wonderful. I'm so glad to hear that. Well, so Miss Maria, where can people find you online if they would like to either learn about your mosquito nets for those travelers out there or your silence, the mind clock coaching business? Okay. So mosquito nets, it's tetterfield.com. And my coaching practice is silence the mind clock. And you can just go to the website, 
www.silencethemindclock.com. Awesome. Thank you so much. And uh, we look forward to talking to you again sometime. Absolutely. Thanks so much, Molly. Take care. You too. And thanks guys for listening. We'll catch you next time. Hey there. I hope you enjoyed today's show. If you'd like to hear more from our wise and wonderful guests, make sure you subscribe for daily interview content. And here's three ways I can help empower your wisdom for free. Number one, grab your copy of my Empower Your Life workbook. It will help you honor your inner voice, make way for new visions, and live with intention. Go to empoweredwisdomshow.com forward slash workbook to get your copy today. Two, if you're a woman with a well-established business or career and your intuition is nudging you to go in a more spiritual direction, we want to interview you on this show. Head to empoweredwisdomshow.com. Three, Listen and subscribe to our sister podcast, The Empowered Wisdom Hour, for free teachings, guided meditation, and channeled wisdom to help you thrive. You can listen on Apple, Spotify, and most major podcast platforms. At Empowered Wisdom Coaching, we help intuitive, spiritual, and high-achieving women who feel disempowered by self-doubt and relationship patterns realize their power and go for what they want without holding back. If you're ready to release doubt, fear, and disempowering relationships so you can follow your calling and your bliss the intuitive way, book a call to see how I can help. Go to mollymccartney.com forward slash chat.